Hello, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Welcome to my podcast. As promised on my promo, tonight's episode will be You Can't Catch the Wind If Your Sail Is Not Up. You Can't Catch the Wind If Your Sail Is Not Up will be coming from Luke chapter 2, verses uh, 52. And it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almost kind, dear gracious Heavenly Father, we love you and thank you so much, dear God. You are good and great, God, and we know right now that you are on the throne and you are in total control, Father, dear God. No matter what the world says, no matter what's going on, all the chaos and the corruption, uh, dear God, that we see in our world today. Father, we know that you are still 100% in charge, and we love you and thank you. I thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for my sins. I thank you for that blood that was shed on Calvary's cross, and I hope and pray right now that there's someone lost out there tonight listening. Dear God, that you would save their soul, if you would uh, help them to uh, convict them, dear God, and Help them to get on their knees and call out to you. If they're in a backslidden condition, I pray for restoration for them tonight, Father, dear God. And if they're out there on the front lines, as I always say, Father, I pray for encouragement for them, dear God. Dear Lord, I pray for my Aunt Peggy and, and the family and all that they're going through tonight, Father, dear God, uh, with my the passing of my cousin, uh, Beverly Good and and dear Lord, we just pray for them. And dear God, I just pray now that the Holy Spirit will be the teacher tonight. The Holy Spirit would be the preacher tonight. The Holy Spirit would be the speaker tonight. You'd use me in a mighty way, Father, dear God. And dear God, help me to always be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. You can't catch the wind if your sail is not up. You can't catch the wind if your sail is not up. Luke 2.52, I use this because Jesus was the perfect example of someone who always had their sail up and always headed in the right direction. Jesus was in complete unison with the Father and the Holy Ghost and everybody. They were all in perfect harmony. And I use that because this is uh, where Jesus, and it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And if you want to find favor with God tonight, I'm going to give you that recipe. If you want to be in good standing with God tonight, if you want to increase in wisdom and if you want your sail to be up and catch the wind ahead in the proper direction that God would have you go, you must have your sail up. Just common knowledge. I would like to take about 10 seconds here and pause in memory of my cousin Beverly Good. Her, uh, her uh, watch ended on January the 28th, 2021. She was uh, working with Customs and Border Protection. She was just promoted to the Director of Field Operations, and she served for 29 years. Rest in peace. We love you and miss you, Beverly. Let's pause for 10 seconds here. Amen. Going to miss my cousin. Love her dearly. She was the life of the party. 
Just wanted to throw that in there. But you can't catch the wind if your sail is not up. Luke 2.52, as I said. We're going to be looking at this, and uh, we're going to be... Uh, getting into some great things i think tonight so just bear with me i got the coffee ready and i'm good to go let me ask you a few questions to start out the episode excuse me getting a drink of coffee there is your faith at a standstill is your joy stagnant is your walk with christ not going anywhere are you just floating along letting the waves of this world carry you along have you lost your testimony? Are you watching other believers blow right past you? Do you feel like God has forsaken you? Are your prayers not being answered? Well, let me just tell you, if you've answered yes to any of these questions, it just may be that your sail is not up and you are not taking advantage of the wind that God provides. It is up to us to put the sail up, and we have to trust God to provide the wind to carry us to our destination. And it is certain that we will not make it if our sail is not up. Now, Jesus is our perfect example of how to please the Father, knowing His will, getting things done, and arriving at the right destination at the right time. God always has perfect timing, and opportunities will arise for us. However, if our sail is not up, we will miss out and get left behind. We must be prepared to catch the wind at any moment of every day. Now like this, Charles Spurgeon said, only be sure to have the sail up. Do not miss the gale for the want of preparation for it. Jesus was in complete unison with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They are always on the same page, a cohesive unit in perfect harmony, working together, rowing in the same direction with the same goals and purposes. Jesus was at perfect peace. Jesus had a song in his heart. Jesus had joy amidst troublesome times. And Jesus had his sail up and was always ready to do the Father's will. When we have our sails up, we are aware of the Holy Ghost's promptings, and we too can have joy amidst troublesome times. We can have a song in our heart and perfect peace with God. Sure, the church has been through so many things as of late, the closing down and having online services. It's, believe me, it's not the same as being there some churches are still closed. The slander and the persecution we still receive, the silencing and censoring of our voices, the deaths of many loved ones, the fall of American values, the hatred aimed at us for our beliefs. Tearing down our confidence due to no real true justice in our land. It is enough to try and keep us down, defeated, and depressed. 
However, we still have something to sing about. We still have something to shout about. Our sins are still forgiven. Our sin debt has been paid in full. Praise God. God is still on the throne. The Holy Spirit is still with us. God is still on our side. Romans 8 31 says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And no matter what we are going through, God's grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Psalms 35, 27, and 28, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, magnified, which hath pleasure, notice this, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now, I've been in church services where it seems that many Christians are letting circumstances they are uh, that are going on in our world today dictate their worship. We know that Jesus' return is closer than ever, yet we are stagnant, we are complacent, allowing Satan to infiltrate our church pews with distractions, robbing us of joy and a lack of zeal that is needed to persevere. Ephesians 4.27 says, Neither give place to the devil. And we are allowing the flesh to take over and be our voices. Galatians 5.16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Remember the joy of salvation you had when you first received Christ? I know I do. Charles Spurgeon said this, It is not only at the commencement of the Christian life that believers have a reason for song. As long as they live, they discover calls to sing in the ways of the Lord, and their experience of His constant loving kindness leads them to say, I will bless the Lord at all times. We should have joy, and it should be increasing as we go further and, and grow in the Lord and spiritually tour in each and every day. Psalms 13, 6 says, I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Psalms 32, 11 says, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. I tell you, we still have something to shout about. We still have something to sing about. John Bunyan said, uh, When poor pilgrims lost his burden at the cross, he gave three leaps and went on his way singing, Blessed cross, blessed sepulcher, and blessed rather be the man that was put to shame for me. Jesus Christ died on that cross. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. And that's something to sing and shout about if your sins are forgiven tonight. Jesus by what he has done for us on the cross, still gives us something to sing and shout about. His blood that covers all of our sin is something to get excited about still. 
And this is still truth. John 8.31 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You see, we must have ourselves up to keep heading in the right direction God would have us go. Ourselves must be up to catch hold of the power of the God and not live in fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Let's look at what it takes to raise the sailboat. Let's look at that for a moment, shall we? Let me take another swallow coffee here. Oh boy, that's good. Love my coffee. Let's look at what it takes. First, we must be careful of the boom. <laughs> it's the main sail. It is connected to this and it, and it moves about and swings. Many times, you probably watched a Hollywood movie or something where it showed the people with the boom moving around and knocking someone off the boat. And that's exactly what can happen. It's connected to this. Uh, it's connected to the main sail and, and it moves about and swings and it can hit you and knock you off the boat. We can't sail if we are not in the boat. How about that? You got to be in the boat. Satan will use the boom to hurt us. He will keep our sails down and knock us out of the boat completely. However, being aware of the boom and where it is located at all times makes us a prepared soldier in God's army. In preparation for sailing, we rig up the boat and untie the boom. We must be prepared to sail and prayer is the key to preparation. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 uh, says pray without ceasing. Now the main sail goes first and you must have your boat positioned toward the wind or pointed at the wind. You can't have your sail filling with wind as you raise it. Now God's word is our main sail that points us in the right way. The only way to be successful in the Christian walk is having God's word be a daily, notice that, daily part of our lives so we can be aware of winds blowing our sail in the wrong direction before being prepared. It is also good to be anchored when raising the sail. When anchored properly, the boat will automatically or naturally, notice that, point to the wind. Now I've heard the song, uh, the anchor holds and Jesus is our anchor and God's word will anchor us in time of need. The main sheet must be loose so it can move freely in the breeze. We can't be tied down with the cares of this world. If so, our sail will not raise. Mark 4.19 says, And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. And we can now begin to raise our sail. We pull the, the, the halyard until the luff is tight. And as Christians, we hold tight to the truth that we know in God's Word. If the halyards 
gets jammed, we lower the sail a bit, unclear the jam, and continue. And as Christians, we do not give up when we get into a jam. We lower our sail a bit, get on our knees, we humble ourselves, but we pray. And prayer can and will unjam the halyard. Now we must not give up. We must continue to fight and have our sails up. You raise the sail until all the lines are smooth. As we work on raising our sail, we have to stay on our knees. We have to stay in God's Word and continue to listen and obey until all lines are smooth. When our sail is high and the luff is tight, we cleat off the halyard and our sail is raised. Now when we look on high and have our ropes attached in the proper places and hold tight to the truth, our sail is raised and we can now follow the direction the wind is leading. And the Holy Spirit is our wind guiding us in the right direction. Let's not fight against the wind. Sometimes we will have a smooth, sometimes we will have smooth sailing and sometimes we may sail into a storm. But do not fight against what God is leading us into because God will always carry us through the storm. And this will grow us spiritually mature for storms will continue to come and go. There's no escape in that. Hey, let's take a quick break here and we'll be right back. Hello and welcome back. Uh, I left off. I had just finished, you know, using the analogy of sailing a boat and raising the sail. And now that we've got our sail up and the fluff is uh, the luff is tight and and our, we've cleated off our halyard and, and our sail is raised. And now we can look on high and have our ropes attached in the proper places and, and we can hold tight to the truth. Our sail is raised and we can now follow the direction the wind is leading. Now the Holy Spirit is our wind. He's guiding us in the right direction. And let's not fight against the wind. Sometimes we will have smooth sailing and sometimes we may sail into a storm, but do not fight against what God is leading us to into because God will always carry us through the storm. And this will grow us spiritually mature for storms will continue to come and go. Now there is a time when the storm may be so violent that we have to put our sail down and drop the anchor. However, remember Jesus is our anchor. He's our captain and he is in total control over the storm and we can rest until he stands and says, peace, be still and calm our storm. In the Old Testament, the spirit of God would come and go just like the wind. When God had a message for His people, God would use the prophets to deliver the message. And the Spirit would come upon them and give them uh, God's truth, His will, and God's direction. True prophets were known by their prophecies coming to pass. If they did not, they were considered to be false prophets. 
Now in the New Testament, things have changed. Jesus told his disciples he had to die so the Comforter would come. Jesus also told his disciples in Acts chapter 1 to stay in Jerusalem, wait for the promise of the Father, which saith, Ye have heard of me, which, excuse me, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Jesus said this, and then he was taken up into heaven. At this point, this was the ascension when Jesus was after the day of Pentecost, and I mean, excuse me, after his death on the cross. And he was taken up to heaven here. And they returned to Jerusalem and waited in the upper room. Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and notice this and they were all not just some of them they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance then as well as today now once you accept Jesus as your personal Savior then as well and today Mm-hmm. Jesus, as your, oh, excuse me, uh, then as well as today, God's Holy Spirit is upon us and in us. It's leading us. It's guiding us and directing His children just as the wind directs the sailboat. Jesus said in John 3, 8, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Now Jesus uses an illustration to show how the wind is like the work of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Now the Greek word for spirit is translated meaning wind or the wind. The wind blows where it wills, and so does the Spirit of God, as it sovereignly works God's will. Now, we can't see it, however, we can for sure feel it. Amen? It takes faith to trust the Spirit's guidance as it takes faith to trust the wind to blow your sail to the proper destination. And we do not just sit back and ride the wind. It takes work to help guide the boat. And we not only have to obey the Spirit, we must stay in God's Word to help make this possible. 
To have great success, it takes a combination of things. To have success in raising the sale, earlier I told you it took a combination of things. And you're, and you're never, never, never going to catch the wind if your sale's not up, correct? Would, I believe everybody would agree with, with me on that. And to have your sale up and following the direction of the Holy Spirit, it takes many things. It takes praying to God, asking for guidance and direction. It takes then listening to God, his, listening to His Spirit. By A lot of times by a small, still voice and and it takes reading and studying and meditation in His Word. Then it takes also obeying His Word. Now, there's been many times in my life that I've heard that small, still voice telling me, guiding me, directing me. I'll give you an example of uh, my wife, Connie Gibson. Uh, one time she was inside the house and she just had a small, still voice come to her and tell her to go move her car. She went outside and just obeyed the Spirit, moved her car. Next morning, woke up and the tree limb had fell down right where the car was at. Pretty big limb, would have probably, don't know if it would have told it, but it would have definitely caused damage. That's that small, still voice that will lead God and direct us. I've had that many a times. The Spirit's told me to do something and, or say something and I do it and obey it and, and the outcome was awesome. But God often uses His Word to speak to us. That's why it's so very important that we stay in God's Word. If you're not reading, studying, and meditating in God's Word, your sale's not up. God often uses His Word to speak to us and reveal His will to us. How are we going to know what His will is? And it is this combination working together that puts our sails up, that catches the wind and leads us to the proper destination. When your cell is up and you are in God's will, this will bring great joy and you just might find yourself worshiping God, tapping your foot, raising your hand, whistling with a song in your heart and a big smile on your face. <laughs> you see, in order to catch the wind, your sail's got to be up. And if you find yourself, let's, you know, like I said in the beginning, if you find yourself watching other people worshiping God in services and having a great time, and you're over there with the mully grugs, or you're over there and you don't uh, feel right, you don't uh, seem to have what someone else has, I mean, you're wondering, like, why, why am I not being touched in a service? Or why is God, you know... Uh, not speaking to me like uh, wh where's my testimony how come I'm not standing up and you know it just may be that you know your cell's not up because you're not in God's word have you ever heard the expression the more you put in the more you get out well it's the same with Jesus Christ it's the same with God you've got to put in more you've got to roll your sleeves up sometimes get on your knees and get busy in prayer It takes praying. I often said that I was a four-point evangelist, and I'm always going to have the four points. And I, uh, one, uh, it's praying. It's after you pray, it's 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 reading and studying and your Bible, and and, and and you know, of course, it's listening to God and obeying. 
what God says, what he has to say. I often, uh, I've said this before, I, I've often sometimes, I, and I, I, I look, this, let me just give you, let me just give you an example of, of what I will do. I, there's been many times I'll sit down and I'll pray to God, but I'll have my Bible out and I'll have a piece of paper and a pen and I'll be ready to listen. And I'll tell you, it's, it's very important sometimes for you to have that piece of paper, have your word out while you're praying, because God will speak to you. You want to write that down? Because if you don't, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Satan, as fast as he can, he's going to steal that from you. Write down what God tells you. Write down. Mark. I mark my Bible up. I do. I'll get in there and I'll, uh, I'll be looking and, you know, putting dates beside Scripture that God has given me. And you'll know it. You'll know it when God speaks to you because, you know, it, it jumps off at the page at you and you just can't get away from it. But, you know, to have your sail up means, you know what, it takes a lot of work. I mean, I'm no sail. I'm no sailor. I've never uh, operated a sailboat. I did my research on this and, and all the stuff that I was talking about earlier. I know this much, though, but it takes a lot of work to get the sail up and headed in the right direction. It can be dangerous. It takes skill. It takes time. It takes a lot of work. And I tell you now, it's the same way with your Christian walk. Uh, Joshua chapter 1, read, the, read that. It's a perfect recipe for success uh, to letting us know that God is with us and, and you know, uh, that, that we should meditate in His Word day and night. Psalms 1 talks about that whatever we do, if we'll stay in God's Word and, and that, that He'll, whatever we put our hands to, that we'll prosper. But it takes getting on your knees. Maybe, just maybe, the reason your sale's not up is maybe because you're not praying enough. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with a five-minute prayer, but there's times when we need to set aside, get in our prayer closet, and we need to get roll our sleeves up. We need to get on knees, and we need to get busy with prayer now more than ever. And sometimes it even takes fasting. And we need to get on our knees and pray. And when we get through praying... You know, what kind of relationship would you have if you do all the talking? I think you would agree exactly. So not only do we need to get on our knees and get busy, but when we get through praying, don't just pray and then get up. Pray and then start listening. Say, God, I'm available. I've done some talking now. God, would you like to say something to me? Would you like to speak to me now, Lord? I'm listening. I'm your servant. I'm here. And I know sometimes you'll stop and you'll listen and you'll hear crickets, it seems. But just be patient. I promise you, if you keep this up, that eventually you'll hear that small, still voice. Eventually, that voice may say, John 3.16. <laughs> and you'll turn there and that page, what, that scripture will jump off the page at you. It doesn't work like that every time. It's not every time. But I'm telling you, the more you seek God, the more you draw nigh to Him, the more He's going to draw nigh to you. And, you know, I get on my knees. I pray. And I stop and I say, God, I'm listening. Here am I. I'll read a devotional, a daily devotional. That often helps. Read the Psalms. 
But get God's Word out and read it. Meditate on it. Study it. And ask God questions. If you don't, I say, God, I feel like you brought me to this passage. And dear God, what are you trying to say to me? What are you saying? And trust the Holy Spirit to reveal that truth to you. To reveal what, what He wants to reveal to you. And like I said, write it down. Mark it in your Bible. Highlight it. Put a date beside it. Put a star there. And you can know that when Satan comes at you and says, God didn't tell you that, you can say, oh, yes, he did. Here's the date, and I'll put a star by it. But hey, I promise you, the more you get on your knees, the more you get in God's Word, the more you obey Him, because that's the key too. We can't just get on our knees and pray and say, God, give me, give me, give me this. We need to earnestly be praying for other people. We need to pray more for other people than we do ourselves. And when we do pray and we do read, and we're, the more we get in God's Word, the more we listen to God, the more Spirit-filled that we're going to be, the more we're going to walk in the Spirit, and believe me, our sales will be up. And you might just find yourself singing and shouting in the next service that you're in. Hey, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. I thank you for tuning in tonight. And I hope and pray right now that your sale is going to be up and that you're going to catch the wind and God's going to lead you to the right destination. Hey, uh, I wanted to, got some great news. I just got my new website out. It's www.sgibson132.com. That's www.sgibson132.com sgibson132.com uh, Most of you may know that I have a Facebook page where he's got the whole world in his hands ministries. If you'll just go there, you can. there's a link there that clicks right onto the website and go check my website out and uh, tell me what you think. And uh, also know that uh, we've got our church website that is uh, it's www.communitybaptist132.com That's Pastor Eddie Jones and uh, I'm sure he would love it if you would go on there and check our website out. And if you're in the Georgia area and in Griffin or surrounding areas, please come join us for service sometimes. Uh, well, let's see. Yeah, well, I got the address here. We are at 601 Jenkinsburg Road, Locust Grove, Georgia, 30248. That's Community Baptist Church, 601 Jenkinsburg Road, Locust Grove, Georgia, 30248. Come join us uh, sometime. We'd love to have you, and I know that some of my listeners are, are not here in Georgia. So if you're not going to church anywhere, find you a good Bible-believing church and get involved. But you check it. But check out my website, and I've got a YouTube account that uh, that I'd like to promote. I'd like you to go on there and subscribe. It's Stacy Gibson One Three Two, Stacy Gibson One Three Two, spelled out all the way. Uh, so go check out my YouTube account and subscribe. And we've got preaching on there. Pastor Eddie Jones is on there. Brother Rusty Crutchfield is on there. And I got myself on there speaking. And, and it's got all my promos on there. And it's also got some uh, some comedy a little bit. You know, I did an interview with a Benjamite one time. I'm just kind of goofing off and everything. But uh, check that out. And uh, please share this episode. And please let people know that it exists. Because I'm really trying to go uh, grow this podcast. And I thank you so very much uh, for all you listeners out there. And then let me just close with some prayer. 
Dear Lord, I, I love you and thank you so much for being with me tonight. And dear God, it's my prayer that each and every one of us would have our sails up and 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 will trust that the the wind's going to blow us to the proper destination. And we know, dear God, sometimes that means we're going to have to go through a storm. We know sometimes, God, things may look bleak. We know sometimes, God, things may look ugly and it may look like we might not even survive the trip. But dear God, just like you, when you was in the boat with the disciples, you were asleep in the back of the boat. And dear God, help us, Father, dear God, to know that it was a great storm that came up, but you stood and said, peace be still. And it was a great calm. Dear God, help us to know that as long as we're in the boat, and we've got our sail up. And as long as you're in the boat with us, Father, dear God, we have nothing to fret about. We have nothing to worry about. Dear God, I pray right now for this podcast. I pray you'd use it in a mighty way. Pray you'd use me in a mighty way. And dear God, help me, Father, dear God, to reach lost souls. Father, dear God, that is the purpose of this ministry. Father, dear God, is to see lost people get saved. And I pray right now before it's everlasting too late, Father, dear God, that they would call out to you. Anyone that's listening that's lost, Father, dear God, Help them to help them to know, Father, that you are there, dear God. As I said last week, let them take a 14-day challenge. Let them pray and ask God if you even exist and let them get a Bible, buy it and read it, Father, dear God. And, and dear God, I'll pray for anyone that takes that challenge, Father, dear God, that you would hold true and you'd let something jump off at the pages at them. Save their souls, Father, dear God. Open up their ears, open up their eyes, open up their hearts, open up their minds to receive truth, dear God. And dear God, I pray right now for America. I pray right now for all the things going on. But dear God, I know right now my hope and my faith and my trust and my confidence is in you, Lord. Not a president, you, Lord. Not a government, just you, Lord. And I pray for those that are backslidden and put you on a shelf, Father, dear God, that they'd get back on fire for you. And dear God, as always, I pray for the one that's out there on the front lines. Dear God, encourage him and strengthen him and comfort him father in jesus name i pray amen thank you and god bless see you next week